2: You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual
1: teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos.
0: Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, the ultimate guide to following your purpose and creating change in the world It's out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It is packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work, so that together we create a better world. When you order the book, you'll also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking about the benefits of living a slower life. And I wanna start with a story. The other day I was decluttering the photos on my phone and I came across a picture I'd taken 4 years ago, right after I had a burnout. During the 3 years that I'd lived in London, I'd worked myself to exhaustion, I worked a full-time job while also building my business part-time, and as a result, I had gained 15 kilos, I developed a serious case of psoriasis and various allergies, and I became mildly depressed. And it wasn't until I'd quit my job, moved back to Cyprus, and went self-employed that I was able to fully recover. And something that helped me shift my masochistic ways was adopting a slow living lifestyle. For example, these days, I spend at least 3 hours in the morning on my spiritual practice. And I do so very slowly. I meditate, I exercise, I journal, do affirmations and mini-rituals. And my new life mantra is, I do less and I attract more. And because I believe that, and I live it, it works. Slow living isn't about doing less, but about savoring every moment and making the most out of it. When we live life slowly and mindfully, the universe responds by helping us achieve more in less time. Cool, right? Now to help us understand and practice slow living more gracefully, I've invited the author of Enlightenment is Sexy, Valerie Gangas, to come on the Little Lightworker podcast and tell us all about it. Specifically, in this episode, you're going to learn what is the art of slow living and why it's so important, what are the benefits of slowing down, is slowing down connected to living a more spiritual life and finding enlightenment, and how so? In a world of doing more and being more, what are some processes that we can all implement to slow down? And what are some ways to disconnect or manage our technology To allow for slowing down. When you're done listening to the episode, come on in and join your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let me know in the discussion there what your favorite process was. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Valerie Gangas. Valerie Gangas is a transformational speaker, life coach, and author of Enlightenment is Sexy, Every Woman's Guide to a Magical Life. She specializes in helping people make radical shifts in their self-perception to gain a deeper understanding of who they are so they can genuinely thrive and unleash their magic more fully into the world. Valerie received her bachelor's degree in theology and women's studies from DePaul University and earned her master's degree in transpersonal psychology, plus a certification in leadership and life coaching at Sofia University in Palo Alto. Valerie worked for the David Lynch Foundation, giving talks about the benefits of meditation and developing consciousness within corporations, private practices and student groups at top schools around the country, such as Loyola University School of Medicine. She's worked directly with Oprah Winfrey and her staff at Harpo Studios. And for two years, she talked to groups of Oprah staff members about meditation and consciousness. Valerie, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on the show.
0: I am so excited to chat about a topic that's, I think, essential for everyone to consider and to really understand at this point in time. So we're making conscious choices about it, which is the art of slowing down and slow living. And for me, slow talking as well, because I have a tendency to talk too (laughs) fast. (laughs) But before we jump into that, I want to hear about your journey of discovering meditation and writing your first book, Enlightenment and Sexy, and discovering the need for slow living?
1: Um, well, for me, everything changed after I began meditating. Prior to learning how to meditate, I would say I had the opposite of a slow life. I was working crazy hours every week. Uh, going out as much as possible, really stretching myself thin. And that eventually led to like a complete breakdown. You know, your body can only take so much and eventually something has to give. And for me, uh, my mom passed away and immediately after I just like exploded. So it was about five months after that period that I learned to meditate and Immediately, like in one meditation, everything changed for me and everything slowed down. So I kind of entered into this idea of slow living, not because I thought about it or wanted to live like that. It just happened to me. And I didn't even know what slow living was, but I just knew that everything about my life had just calmed down. And it was a way better way to live than what I was doing previously. I just, I didn't know no one ever talked to me about this. So um, from that day forward, I just lived my life in a totally different manner.
0: It's interesting how we have to wait until everything just falls apart for us to make conscious changes into our lives. I've had a similar journey of like working a full-time job in London while working my my spiritual business part-time and then just reaching a state of total exhaustion and fatigue. What I realized I just have to change. So quitting my job, moved to Cyprus, went self-employed, and kind of found a, a slower way of living, which is way more fulfilling. Now, let's just get our terms right though. What is a slow living life? What what does it mean for you? How does it feel? Um well, slow
1: living was actually born out of like the slow food movement. So it was like the opposite of fast food, right? So Being conscious about what you're cooking, going to the grocery store and feeling all the vegetables and really tuning into what you're putting in your body, taking your time to make your dinner. It was really born out of that idea. So you just carry that through to your everyday life. You know, just not filling every minute of the day, you know, taking time to meditate or read a book and just be. And in that being, in that slowing down, you actually accomplish more. And it's the opposite of how we've been trained to live. But um, I kind of believe like we're living in opposite land, like everything we've been taught isn't necessarily the best way to be. So when I started really slowing down and really being conscious about how I spent my time, how far I pushed myself, what I wanted to get accomplished in the day, and taking time to just rest, I noticed that I got so much more done. And so I thought that was very magical. Like you can do less and accomplish more. That's amazing. So um, I think it's just being really conscious about how you want to live, how you want to feel, giving your nervous system a much needed rest, and then going out in the world and doing what you
0: want to do. And um, I love that you mentioned the slow food movement because I just I just remembered that while I was doing my bachelor's degree in geography, I, I studied like geographies of food, and one of the modules was all about the slow food movement. And mm-hmm. I was so pleasantly surprised to find out there are cafes and restaurants out there and that are slow food movement restaurants and cafes where people go there to consciously practice these slow living life. So it's, it's amazing how uh, our world is moving towards that direction, hopefully, uh, hopefully. sooner rather than later.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, speaking of food, I'm Greek. And so... Oh my God, us, I'm Greek
0: as well. I had no idea. You are? Yes. I'm, I'm in Cyprus right now. I'm Greek Cypriot.
1: Oh, when you said Cyprus, I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm half Greek, half Irish. Oh, But wow. as far as food... I mean, the Greek side really took over, obviously, because it (laughs) means so much to us. I know. (laughs) Right. Okay. You do know. So for us sitting down at the table and eating, which we always did, there was no, like, scarfing down a sandwich in front of the TV and we didn't we didn't do that in our house we had like three hour dinners on the regular yes. so <laughs> that is normal to me to spend a couple hours cooking and then sitting there with your family or your friends and just relaxing and being that that has always been my norm I just have made more time for activities like that so now if I go out to dinner with a friend like I'm not in a rush. I want to I want to focus on them. I want to focus on the food. I want to I just want to relax. So, yeah, it's, you... that's just like a perfect example of slow living.
0: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
0: Yes, and I love that we brought culture into this because a lot of um, our habits of uh, fast moving and fast food come from culture, uh, like cultural mm-hmm. um, memories and the way we're brought up, basically. And you're very right about the Greek culture that it's based on food. <laughs> like yeah. wherever you go, it's all about the food, and there's a lot and a lot, and you can go into it, and then you can get um, like two hours later, you find yourself just like scourging everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like living slowly can really. And make you rethink your patterns and really question certain things and make sure that you are the one choosing how you get to live your life. Now, I want to chat a little bit about the um, the benefits of slowing down and whether uh, there are any benefits to enlightenment, because I know you wrote about enlightenment. Is the, the, Does enlightenment prefer a slower life?
1: I believe it does. That has no. been my experience and the experience of lots of people that I've interacted with, all of a sudden, um, when you begin to kind of reel it in and turn inward and take time to meditate and really, you know, get eight hours of sleep at night and take care of yourself, it seems like time takes on a new <sighs> flavor. It's not, it's slow, time itself slows down. So, I, th- I think that's a pretty incredible, you know, discovery to, to not be in that like mad rush where you feel like time is against you and you're racing against the sun. It's, it's the opposite. You're kind of flowing with nature and it's carrying you in a way instead of you pushing so much.
0: I love that you mentioned nature because um, what I teach to, to my audience is that all the answers we seek are in nature. And Mm -hmm. if we realize that we're part of nature, then we automatically like slow down because we see nature flowing in all the different cycles.
1: And nature never hurries. I mean, it just is, right? So that's another thing for me, I was living in a city and again, working a lot and just pushing, pushing, pushing. And after I had this experience of calming down and um, coming into my own, one of the first things I did was move out into the middle of the country. I just wanted to be surrounded by nature. Um, I felt like I was getting information from the trees and the birds and everything was working better when my environment was quiet like that. So that was another huge part of my slow living realization, just being in nature. And I never did that before because I didn't know. I didn't know to do that
0: and not just like the the fast pacing of of the city but all like all the technology uh, around us just emits all the electromagnetic frequencies that can like send our adrenaline um uh, to like uh, like skyrocketing it and therefore creating and, this sense of of constantly having to push forward and move faster
1: right it's not even just you it's all the outside influences and it's the stress of all the people around you i mean I'm definitely a very sensitive person, but I think a lot of us are. We just don't realize it. And um, in this particular house that I moved into in the country, there was a switch that I could turn off every night and all the Wi-Fi, electricity, everything went off when I slept. And I swear to God, it made a huge difference. Oh, wow. So I was like, hmm, every house that I build from this point forward will have that because I experienced what it is to not have all that energy bombarding you, to be able to literally turn it off.
0: Oh, my God. I never thought about doing this myself. And it's, it's an easy thing to do. Maybe I'll try tonight and see. And I, Even like, just people... to
1: unplug your, your yeah.
0: Wi-Fi, just that at night. That's so cool. Now, speaking of practical processes, what are some other like hacks or processes that we can use? Let's say someone living in a city and cannot move out in the the countryside. What can we do to slow down more practically?
1: I feel like making your home your sanctuary you know, really filling it with things you love, keeping it quiet, this idea of turning your Wi-Fi off, making sure your bedroom is dark and like a cave where you can get actual rest. You know, putting the cell phone away, putting the computer away. These things are just jacking up your mind and your nervous system. Um, again, back to the idea of taking time to cook at home, make your mm. own food, eat clean. You know, all of these um poisons that are in our food now, all of that is also affecting us. I mean, you're really kind of fighting back against a system that is not made for slow living. So you have to, no matter where you're at, um, create some peace in your environment. I travel all the time. I'm in hotel rooms all the time, but I always, um, you know, I bring a shawl that I meditate with, or like I bring a little candle, or I just like dim the lights a little bit and keep it kind of quiet. So when I come back into my room, I have peace in my, in my space and it makes a difference.
0: So when we can get out of nature, bring nature into you, have a shell with you, create a sacred space where you can be and disconnect from everything. Now yeah. with regards to technology, what can we do to, um, to not let it affect us to the degree that it does? I was actually today, I was on Instagram and I saw a post from Gary Vee, and it was a bunch of people in, in like a metro, like in a, in a train back in the 50s or 30s. I don't know exactly the era, but before phones. And they were all in their newspapers. And then it compared mm-hmm. to a picture right now, which we're all right, like with our phones. And the captions like, don't tell me that technology is changing us. It's not. So basically what uh, what this uh, led me realize is that The world is moving forward and we can't be stuck in the past and just go live in caves. We have to move forward with with Mm -hmm. technologies and just create and embed new tools to help us stay safe and disconnected when we need to and healthy. So what are some tools that we can use either consciously or they could be external tools or just shift in perspective to uh, not let technology rush us?
1: I mean, first of all, I think technology is amazing. It allows a lot of us to work anywhere in the world. So I'm so grateful for that and to be connected to people all over the world. I like, look that. at us right now. like Exactly. I'm like, I'm fascinated. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it has connected us, but it has also um, disconnected us in a way because we're always on our phones. We're always on our computers. So I think, again, you have to make a conscious decision like you are not going to be a slave to your phone. So if that means like you wake up in the morning, you do not look at your phone, you know, get a glass of water and start meditating. Like start your day off right. Yes. Make time to do things that don't involve technology. I mean, there's no reason for us to be on our phones and our computers 24 seven. There's just no reason for it. You, I mean, it doesn't make sense and it hurts you. So you have to consciously say like, I am going to disconnect for myself, for my to be my best self, and I know it's hard because we're kind of all addicts now, you know. But you have to, um, like anything else in life, make a conscious decision and then try and stick with it, and you'll see the benefits. You, you definitely will see the benefits.
0: It's like setting new habits for ourselves, I and mean, yes, it's hard to set a new habit, but once you do it, um, then it sticks.
1: Yeah. And I think you have to, it's one thing to have like a theory about something, but when you actually experience it yourself and your life gets better because of it, then you're like, okay, well, this makes sense. And you might have to fail a hundred times, but at least, you know, somewhere in the back of your head, like, hey, if I do A, I'm going to get B, I'm going to get C. It's all going to make sense because I've experienced it before. And I know when I, you know, put my phone away for, a whole day on Saturday or Sunday and I just read and I'm just, you know, quiet, it sets the stage for the rest of the week for me. So I know that to be true and I, I have to do that for myself or I like, I won't feel well. I need to take a break.
0: So for people who are, who are hard on themselves when they can't change those habits, what would you say? How can they, because sometimes we can self sabotage. we're like, okay, I'm going to make a change in my life. Uh, We start making a new habit and then we relapse. And then we're like, oh my God, I'm not meant for this. And then we go back into the cycle of of Mm -hmm. judgment and that prevents us from changing.
1: I think that's where a practice like meditation or yoga can pull you out of your head and back into like your physical body. And, you know, we're human. We don't get everything right. You know, we make mistakes, but it's really no big deal in the grand scheme of things. So you do the best you can. And that's, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Just, we're all trying, we're all doing the best we can. And when you, um, when you know more, when you experience more, then, then you do better. But it's, it's not going to do you any good to be hard on yourself. Mm, I don't acknowledge, believe
0: that. Acknowledge it, forgive, and then start again. Mallory, right. I want to hear about, before we, we, we end, I want to hear about your book, Enlightenment and Sexy. Just because the title is so sexy, I want to hear it. <laughs> <about, laughs> but please tell me what the book is about and what can people get out of it?
1: So again, after I learned to meditate, my whole world changed. I looked at my meditation teacher the first day I meditated and said, oh my God, everything I thought I knew is totally wrong. Yeah. So I was living my life in the opposite manner than I was Prior to learning to meditate. So um, it spilled into every area of my life. So I just decided I have to write about this because everything was different. It was a new way of being and it felt extremely magical to me. Like Constant just wonder was filling up my mind and my soul. So I wanted to write about it. And um, it was a really fun process. I think uh, writing a book is... Something that if you feel a really strong desire to do it You should because that that desire is coming from somewhere and you're going to help a lot of people and so from Soup to nuts having the idea writing the book and publishing it It's been such a wonderful experience because I got that out of me like all these new ideas All these new ways of being I was able to like shoot it out in the universe
0: and your and, light enlightenment is sexy it doesn't have to be a certain way we don't have to sit for hours to meditate you can just no. do it like for 15 minutes daily and you can get results and i love the premise that you're making spirituality and meditation and enlightenment such an easy process that anyone can achieve wherever we are
1: right i mean the light comes out of you when you're when you're raising your level of consciousness when you're turning inward instead of always being externally referenced And that is so sexy. You can see it in someone's eyes. They just shine like stars. So I thought like, that's what's sexy. Not red lipstick and, you know, cha-cha-cha. I mean, that's sexy too, but this is true, true um, beauty for me.
0: Hell yes. (laughs) What a great way to end. (laughs) Valerie, thank you so much for sharing such an invaluable experience. array of tools that we can all use to slow down, to come into our presence and our authenticity and to live more fulfilling lives. Where can people get in touch with you and buy your book?
1: Um, You can go to my website. It's just my name, ValerieGenghis.com. And my book is on Amazon.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much and wishing you a wonderful rest of your day.
1: You too. Thank you for having me.
0: Bye-bye. Bye
1: for listening to the lit up lightworker podcast don't forget to follow us on instagram at george Lizos to grab your free
2: lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode
1: planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen